Uh, I'm Damali. And I am Dagny. And uh, here's our podcast. So, do you want to know what you need to live your best life? Yes. Dagny, what do you think we need to live our best lives? You know, to live our best life, what we need is first our lives to understand our needs, to then find the needs for our lives. And I'm, and I'm really great we're having this really profound, deep discussion about that, you know, because not enough people even talk about that, you know? It's true, yeah. And, you know, because, you know, I've been to uh, Dartmouth, Princeton, Stanford, Yale, Harvard, all at the same time, I know right. what people need to make their lives the best, you know? And, like, mm. it's important that everyone knows this because if you don't know this, then it will be really hard for you to go forward because you need these things to live your best life. Does that mm. make sense? You know, to piggyback off of that, I really, yes. I really, you know, appreciate your knowledge in knowing these things, yes. you know, especially I know. because I'm sure your experiences and all those places of those experiences that you had would really benefit yes. people to understand this, right? Because it's it's really important knowing these things. And I just feel like I'm just yes. so like perplexed when people don't like, I come across people and they don't know. And I'm like, how could you yeah, not right. know what you don't know, you know? And it's just, I don't get it. And it's just, I feel like that's like the problem with the world. Like just the problem with people. Like, oh my gosh, we could totally fix this. I think we've gone far enough. I already wrote character. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) But this is a skit that we're doing to show the danger of self-help books and TEDx talks. And that was a skit that we did. Yeah, that's how so it sounds. This is why this is this is what we're doing in this podcast. We need to discuss because myself and Damali, we just need to discuss yeah. the issue and the dangers behind TED Talks, masterclasses, and self-help books because we've had our own experiences with these things, and we have both come to the conclusion that they're not giving what they need to give. Exactly. Ever. I, so let's start I, with I, which one. Which one should we start with? Should we start with TED Talks? I mean, we could talk. I mean, you you brought up um, chicken noodle soup. Okay, so let's start with the self help books. Okay, so the books. Okay, cool. Let's go self help books. Yes. All right. So the first self help book in my, from what I can remember, was the chicken noodle soup books. The chicken noodle soup for the teen. The chicken noodle soup for the girl. The chicken noodle soup for homework. Noodle soup for what like for your parents, chicken noodle soup for the soul, chicken noodle soup for your feet, chicken noodle soup for your elbows. Like I was reading all of them, <clears throat> reading all of them and took note of like, and then of course that, that led me to like, I was always looking out for self-help books of trying to really a lot of times that this, like this notion I need to fix myself and I will find that yeah. in these books. And I did not find those yes. in these books. There was so much of like, well, you got to you gotta lean in and you need to change this and change that. And you just got to put yourself out there and you just got to be all you can be. And it just always, I felt at first, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. But it always to me felt empty because it felt like you're asking me to wear a costume or just like play a part that... I'm not sure if that actually goes with one, my own reality, but also 
with how the world actually works. I just felt like it was kind of a, the stories were always like, this is not, is this really the real world? Or is this just like the world for the author and not for me? Yes, I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I remember those chicken soup hats in a chokehold. Oh my mm-hmm. God, I'm reading them like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so many self-help books. I know definitely in my teens and my 20s that I, I have so many like, I or like 20 different self-help books, I think, um, that I had. And they all had this similar vibe of like, oh, if you just do these 10 things, then you'll get what you need. Or if you just do this, then you'll be able to fix good and okay. But like nothing happens. Like I end up, I found myself reading them, but I'm not doing anything or doing enough to fix mm. whatever I feel about. So I'm like, this is a cool story. I mean, everyone loves to read stories about people's success. I guess people, I suppose a lot of people like reading those because you feel good. You're like, oh, okay. They went through that and then they succeeded and then great kind of thing. Or like, they're like, oh, I failed 10 times, but the 11th time I succeeded, you know, stuff like that. Um, and yeah, I remember I'd get all these books and stuff and be like, oh, you have to make a list and you have to talk about, you have to make this Venn diagram about all the things you're going to do to change and do this. And um, which is supposed to make you self like help yourself and like, you know, but I ended up, I'm not sure how much it helped, really, you know. Um, And uh, as I've gotten older, I find that if I want to do something, even if it's right or wrong, action is better than like reading someone else's story. Or if you want to help yourself figuring out your own stuff, like writing down what you think you need to do instead of being like influenced by someone else's story Mm. i think i like that i think i i agree that it can one can get so obsessed with self-help books that it almost gets you paralyzed because you feel like no 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 i need to gather i can just gather all the answers in here and that's it and then wonder why you're still sitting in the same space or you still yes. like you still really haven't gotten to where you kind of like moved into like almost like your vicariously living through the person in the book, exactly. but your own success story has yet to be written because you're still in their story, kind of thing. Very true. Very true. That also reminds me of that book. Uh, I I tried to read the book Girl Boss, which I remember some years ago got like a whole lot of hype, and the, because I think it was the the owner of Nasty Girl that. Um, clothing it started as like thrift clothing and then morphed into some bigger mega clothing situation and I feel I I barely got through I think I was able to get through maybe half of it and just took note of how jarring it felt to me that yo this person's story is not mine like I can't resonate with the you know the so-called like pep talks she's giving or what she went through and what she claims you should do because it just felt so like that is that's not that's not how things would go for me even if I tried to do the same thing but also even the the intentions behind what they were doing doesn't resonate with me either because I wasn't just trying to do stuff for oh just stumble into it and then oh wow where did all this money come from like it's it's not that's not me um, and, and just took note of like, but like so many people were so into this book. Why am I, is, is, am I the problem? Like, why am I not, I'm not getting it. Like, why am I not getting it? And, and I feel like a lot of the, it also reminds me of, I, I read the book, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice. 
So this was supposed to be the black version of that that book because there's another book just called Think and Grow Rich. So read that one and took note of how much of like you just you should just be all you can be and you should show up to work and do everything. You got to be enthusiastic even if you haven't eaten and you got to be this and you got to be that. Like just trying to it's such a big deal like you just got to be hustling all the time and there is no complaints and if you're complaining about your color that means you're not like made to win and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like I'm not this is not resonating with me either. I don't really know I don't get and I think for both of them even though they're very different authors and we're targeting very different audiences. But I took note that both, neither of them, both of them felt to me, it felt like you're writing for people living in a vacuum. Like neither of them were giving you transparency of like the world is a scam. A lot of the success that you're seeing is either coming from generational stuff or they lucked out because you know somebody or you really were a genius in something. It's not just... Oh, you just do the hard work and don't complain and just do whatever your boss or your manager told you. And that's how you make it. And it's like, no, like there's other aspects to it behind the curtain. And none, neither of these and a bunch of other self-help books never do that. They always make it seem like you're the problem. That's why you're not successful. And and instead of allowing you to be like, well, how about we just define success, first of all, because it should be your definition, not what they're saying. And if it's stuff to deal with you, let's talk about how you build your self-confidence. Let's talk about how you release limited beliefs. And then let's give you a step-by-step of if this is the industry you want to go in, this is how you need to align yourself to get it. And it's not just a vision board, but also these are the types of people you need in your support system. If you don't have that, that's what you should be looking for. None of them were doing that. It was more of like, well, this is this is me. And because I'm successful, I'm going to write a book. So you should be successful too, reading my book. And I'm like, but you didn't teach me anything. <laughs> so that was the, that's the, that's the dilemma or that's the dynamic I've noted in the self-help books that I've read. And like, yes, I think like the previous decade of my life, I read so many of them thinking that I would find the answer because I felt like I wasn't getting it in school. So I was like, well, maybe there's something missing. So maybe in these books I can find it. And then, but then now in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, maybe this is why I wasn't getting it or didn't resonate with me. Cause I'm like, but y'all are not taking note of the bigger picture. It's not just work hard and get good grades and just do whatever anybody tells you. That's not the people who are so-called successful, which unfortunately it's always like success equals you have this amount of money and that's it. But yes, they, they're not there just because they worked hard either. So yeah, that would, that's yeah. been my issue with self-help books. Yeah. I, yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. It is too. And then a lot of times I don't really see my story in mm. the book. Sometimes the author, like, like it, you know, it'd be a different thing if it's if she was saying, "Oh, I'm going through this, and it's exactly what Damali's going through." And mm-hmm. no, it was just kind of like, "Oh, these are the things I went through," and like this is how people think. You know, I remember I had another book called like Twenty Something, Twenty Everything. Mm. Um, I guess I can't. I never finished it, and like I guess I can't now because I'm like, like you know, I'm <laughs> like I'm outside of that age group now. So I'm like, I guess I can't. You <laughs> never know. There might be some tips in there. I guess, but the, it was a whole thing. I started reading and I was like into it first and it had all these exercises and things. And, and then after a while, it was kind of like, you know, is this, is this helping really? Is this really getting me, you know, it, where I have to be? 
Um, and then, and the same could be said, I think, for like the dating books, like the dating self help books. Yes, where they're always like, oh, like you know, you just have to get yourself out there. If you just go, you know, just go to a library and just you know stay there looking at books for ten minutes, and then you'll find a frog, you'll kiss it, and there, boom. <laughs> exactly you have to get out there you know or mm-hmm. like you have to do all these things like oh make sure you say this or like oh make sure you write your number down mm-hmm. and ask these particular questions questions and then he'll be yours by midnight like i'm like am i cinderella <laughs> like what is this <laughs> yeah so it's always kind of like oh you know and i bought oh my gosh i have like in especially my earlier like 20s i bought so many of these books mm. like i read so many i'm like there must be the answer all these people must know me and be able to help me because mm. they have more experience of this and then i feel like oh maybe that's you know i'm just gonna put these down and all these all my old self-help books are all like dusty in a corner somewhere and i'm like <laughs> you know i'm just gonna live my life and figure this out on my own you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. Um, that isn't to say you can't take like nuggets of wisdom from them because mm. there's some parts of self-help books that are like yeah you have to you know you you have to take action to make this happen kind of mm-hmm. thing and i'm like if if self-help books triggers a way for you to take action in your own way like just by reading it you're like okay they did that so i'm gonna do it in my own way to take action to make things happen for myself and that's fine but if you're just reading it and expecting that the answer will just fall on your lap and it'll solve all your problems it'll fix whatever's wrong with you which even though there's nothing wrong with you like mm-hmm. it's find how you are you just have mm-hmm. to you know do what makes you happy then it you know issue. but and i guess from the self-helpers we can segue to the well kind of more the skit that we were kind of doing in the beginning um i hope you didn't hear all the laughter the TEDx talks yes the lovely TEDx talks let's get yes. into that <laughs> yes yes so you got go ahead go first yeah, the TEDx talks also kind of had me in a chokehold. Mm. Um, I think the self-help books were the things that were first, I think, because TEDx talks, I don't know how how old TEDx talks are, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I think it's over 10 years think, now, possibly. Yeah, right? But I think the self-help books, I think, have been out longer, I feel like. Right. But um, yeah, I, the TEDx talks were cool. Even when I was in college, I um, did, I participated in like a local TEDx talk conference they had going on so i knew kind of like behind the scenes stuff and um yeah i I watched a lot of them they're all about like how to be better and like you know how to be successful and like these are the the five things you need to know and like this is what i do to get this and get money and all this stuff and um and i noticed that like it seems that anyone can kind of give a tedx talk like Mm. that's what it kind of seems like everyone and their mothers is giving a tedx talk and i'm like how do how do you have like how do I know that you like who who made you the authority here kind of thing in the mm-hmm. in the sense that like so every like so everything you say just automatically is right because you mm-hmm. have a TEDx talk like so because you know how to talk and you know how to give a speech and you can walk around and look important, that means that mm-hmm. you know what you're talking about. Which, mm-hmm. And it feels like they do. Like I'd be listening to this, I'm like, oh my God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? I need to listen to that. And then I'm just like wait and then a lot of times they don't really say anything like exactly this is how this is what you do to be your best you just have to be your best and they're always and then we're always kind of like name dropping or university dropping like because i have like 
you know, oh, and caveat, by the way, I did not go to Dartmouth and Princeton. <laughs> Dartmouth, I don't even want to say it. Right. right. Stanford, Yale. I didn't go to those. I'm just making a joke. That's always yeah. the thing. It's like, because I went to Yale or Harvard or Stanford, I know what I'm talking about. Or because and I wrote I multiple read. books, apparently. Yes. yes. So I must know what I'm talking about. And I'm like, but like, yeah. that's not necessarily early always true sometimes like you're just there's just air like not you know not to get you know i mean stanford yelp great schools obviously ivy league but i just feel like i I don't think it means because i went to this ivy league because i have all of this stuff experience i know exactly what i'm talking about and if you're not doing what i'm doing then you failed or like you you know that you need to hear my information and and i just don't know like how much of it is it just seems very performative to me Mm. where we're kind of just forming to do this but like do you even you know and it makes me think of kind of going on an, another space but it makes me think of like you know the celebrities that do those like skincare mm-hmm. or body commercials where they're washing their faces of some new soap or mm-hmm. some kind of like toner or cool and then it's like you know they don't use that in their real lives right, right. you know what i mean like someone's gonna be using it just for the you know endorsement so i'm kind of like mm. yeah and that and the same with self-help book that isn't to say there are some tedx talks where there was just a, one line they said, and it was like, oh, okay, I, you know, I get that, you know. Um, and I think, I forgot what the line was. I think it was, the name, I forgot what her name was. But she made this line about, like, if you're not in the rink, and you're not doing the work, and you're not getting your hands dirty, then, like, you don't get to, like, say what I can, what I can't mm. do, kind of thing. Like, mm. There's so many critics saying that, like, oh, you're this, you're horrible, all this like negative energy. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're not in the rink and you're not putting yourself out there, then like, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, yeah, that that I think that's like that was really. I was like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because if I'm trying my best, even if it's not like perfect, if I'm out there trying my best, then it's better than like just kind of like sitting and not doing anything. Um, and I feel like that was helpful. But a lot of other TEDx talks is very much like, you know, like you're wrong and like. Or, like, or you feel like you're wrong because you have to do stuff like they do. And if you don't do it the way that they did it, then, like, you know, you you should be kind of thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, I know what I'm talking about and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, again, things that I would watch and they were awesome and I felt good afterward. But I don't know if it made me do anything. Or- mm. And I feel also that has changed over the years. Like, I feel like if you watch TED Talks from 10 years ago or eight years ago, they seem to be with people who had expertise in what they were talking about. And they were really trying to teach you, like really put together a proper lecture to teach you something. And then it seemed like once it started going viral or once they decided to open it up that you can have local chapters anywhere and everywhere, it's it started becoming a bit diluted of like everybody can have let me have a ted talk about how i organize my wardrobe like things that really this could have been a youtube video or something like it didn't have to be a ted talk and so like the the definition of like what is the criteria for a ted talk and things like that i think started getting a bit uh blurred in that blurred, in yeah. that regard you know and and I think that also is a good segue to go into master classes because I felt like master classes was a spin-off of TED Talk. And then I found out like, oh, they're actually two completely different companies. And I'm like, but it sounds like a spin-off, except now you're having celebrities <laughs> instead of so-called regular people. 
And then again, initially, Masterclass seemed like, oh, it makes sense to have Serena Williams teach you tennis. It makes sense to have Christina Aguilera teach you how to sing. It makes sense to have, you know, like it just makes sense because these are celebrities in that field. It makes sense that, oh my gosh, I can be in my home and this amazing celebrity is teaching me to do something. So I actually sat through one of those masterclasses and it was actually for the Vogue editor, that lady who always has her hair in the same way all the time and who, yes, her work ethic has been questioned and questionable as of recent times. And I was ready to be like taking notes and stuff because I thought it was like a class. And instead, I just felt like I'm sitting through a mini documentary of some celebrity's life. Like just, oh yes, I like to, like every now and then we're in her living room and she's talking like, yes, normally for meetings, I do meetings because we have to do meetings. And then, oh, a shot of them in a meeting and a little bit of the meeting. And then, yes, I always look at photos, boom, a shot, photos in the magazine. And then I'm like, wait, how is this teaching me how to be an editor? I don't under, like I ended up just seeing like, oh, that's how you work. While instead I thought the whole point of this, because like at least TED Talks, they're free. The masterclass, you do need either someone's giving it to you as a gift or you need to subscribe and pay for it. So I thought we're going to sit down and be like, okay, as a Vogue editor, you need to understand this is how you do your speech. This is how you run a meeting. This is how you manage people. These are the things I look at, I zone into to make a decision, to make it effect effective. Da, 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 da. Like These are skills that you don't only need to use as an editor, but you're going to use it for multiple things. But I'm able to teach you that because I have the experience. Instead, to me, it came across as I'm the celebrity with the experience. So look at me. And that was it. Exactly. And I'm like, so I have no notes to take, even though make sure to download the PDF and blah, blah, blah. But it's like doing ad libs for quotes that were pulled from Pinterest. Like that's what it felt like to me. So I'm kind of like, I don't understand what the big deal is. And then now some years later, we're now masterclass. It's similar to Ted talk. Anybody can have a masterclass. They just be pulling all kinds of just, I mean, yeah, oh, I don't. You published one, yeah, you published one book. Oh, now you can do a masterclass on being an author. You, you cooked one meal. Now you're doing a masterclass on cooking. And I'm just like, what are we? And the curriculum though, and, and, I'm, and I was wondering like, so is it just the one that I saw was like this, but the others know how to teach or all of them like this, where the production is beautiful. Everyone is sitting in such a beautiful space and the lighting is so nice and all of that. But then, then to me, I'm like, then I'm just watching a documentary. I'm not really learning anything. So that too, I thought was interesting concept, but still, which again, because right now I see we're in this era of like, everybody should be a coach. Everyone should have an e-course because this is passive income and we have all these platforms for it. And I just feel like, but I don't, I, I feel like we're missing the point when it comes to actually building a curriculum. So your students actually learn something as opposed to I'm setting this up. So this could be my passive income. And I can say that I teach multiple courses instead of like, I can actually take note that these are my 12 students and all of them have what I taught them and they've gone forth and prospered as opposed to you teach stuff. But when I look at who took your class, none of them have anything to show for it, even though they took your e-course or your master class or something like that. So I feel like there's a disconnect in that regard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah, and it makes me think, and not everyone can teach, right? Like, mm. um, I heard, I mean, also people fact check me if I need to, but I, 
I heard, I think, um, I don't know if everyone knows the pop singer Charlie Puth, but mm. um, I uh, heard he, had, like, a, he also had like a class. I don't know if it was a magic class, some other class he gave. And like one of the people reviewed it and they said something where he, because he went to like, um, what's that school? Berkeley. Berkeley, I think, is the, that's a school for music. Music, yeah. And um, yeah. And he like, people made it seem as if like, it's like he's really good musician. He can play the piano. He has awesome pitch. He's great at song, all this stuff, but he couldn't really teach it. Like mm-hmm. he himself is good at it and he has the talent, but just because you're talented doesn't mean you can teach it, you know? Exactly. Um, and I think it's the same thing of like American Idol or The Voice. Some people come, I'm not going to say names, but some people come up there and they come in with their ego and it's kind of like, it's just kind of one, I know how you make a lot of money on The Voice mm-hmm. also. And a lot of times I'm like, how many of those singers actually go on and the, the, the singers, the contestants go on to do more or like, get help from the coaches i don't know i i i mean it's a reality show as well but like just because you're a phenomenal singer or you're a phenomenal whatever doesn't mean you're a good coach and doesn't mean you're a good teacher and sometimes you can't teach kind of thing because like teaching is very di- it's not just oh i'll just tell you what i do and you just do it no you need to like show and like put yourself in the shoes of the students and things like that so um i think that's also some of the self-help books and tedx all of that stuff where it's like like just because you're good at something or this worked for you doesn't mean a work like you know mm-hmm. for someone mm-hmm. else so, and then on instagram and you, you're seeing a lot of those commercials where some person just sitting they're sitting outside yes and they're just like you don't have to go to school <laughs> you don't have to go to school you just do what i do and you know you'll figure it out and it's always like you're wearing some kind of cap yes sitting in the corner so i'm relatable to you and it's also yes. and then in the comment it's all like this is a scam. I wasted all my money. It's all you see in the comments. And I'm just like, oh, oh my yes. God. Yes. It's like, so it's, it's just so many scams on the internet, especially with the internet. It's so easy to scam people and tell mm. them that here's a you know, or you have the, the, the social, the influencers and they're like, oh, I made all this money. And because I made all this money, you can't too. And I'm like, um, I don't think that's how. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I kind of like, yeah, that all those kind of self-help books, I kind of, you know, I'll sometimes I'll flip, flip through them if they seem okay. But like the, the books I like more are more of the ones that are about like more internal stuff, which I yes. guess are kind of like inspirational, kind of spiritual, mm. where like it's about how you feel. Like mm-hmm. it's like, you know, work on what you feel like. Like if you if you're carrying some kind of baggage, you know, figure out what you need to live with it and accept it and move on from it. Cause right. like I read somewhere about like, if you have baggage, sometimes we like to ignore it and dress it up. Mm. And we think that if we ignore and dress it up at something else or put it to the side, it won't mm. affect us, but it affects everything kind of thing. Exactly. So, and that's, important, you know, so I, more of things that help me with like learning more about my internal work and my inside and like, like learning how to control I'm not, not not control, but it's kind of manage my feelings and emotions and thoughts. So regardless of what situation is happening on the outside, I can be calmer on the inside. Mm. Like I'm not, it's not like just one little thing happens on the out. One little thing hurts my feelings. And then my whole, my whole year is messed up. Like, you know, right. kind of thing. Right. Like, trying to have more of a, I guess, a balance or e- e- equili- equilibrium mm-hmm. <laughs> with mm-hmm. my emotions and feelings like that. So that like, it's not so much about, oh, you have to do this and do that. It's like, regardless of what you do, this is how you're supposed to feel. So you can do what you have to do. And this will be fine, what you have to do kind of thing. Um, which I think is, those are the kind of books, more inspirational mm. ones about how you feel 
emotional awareness and things and self-awareness and how you connect with other people more than here are the 10 things you need for my self-help book to do blah, blah, blah. blah. (laughs) So. No, I like that. I like that. I agree that I too have, Oh, I see myself. I've also shifted into readings about understanding myself. How do I think? How do I navigate things? Why, how can I be more clear on my needs and my wants and what, what am I naturally good at and how can I be of service with that as well as understanding how to interact with others in a detached, unbothered way, but still be able to be of service, still be able to contribute, still be able to be open to receive. Like I just find those much more fulfilling and I can see myself implementing those things more than this is why you need to be up at 3 a.m. and go to sleep at 11 because you should be doing all this other stuff sort of deal. So I think the deal of like more readings of understanding how to be me and how to express that and how to, how to cultivate community and how to appreciate others as well and accept others as they are. Um, I I find that has become more of a more, (laughs) more meaningful, more of substance in terms of these types of awareness books and talks and things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what do you guys think? Do you mm-hmm. yay or nay? You agree, disagree with the TEDx talks and self-help books? Um, of course, we don't want to make it seem like we're like, you know, trash talking mm-hmm. self-help books. There are some that are really good out there. And they're, if, you, if it helps you, then it's then that's awesome for you. But that's just with our, you know, experience. Um, so let us know what you guys think about, you know. Uh, and any last thoughts, any last things to think of, Dagny, for the end? Right. I think I think this was an awesome conversation. I enjoyed this. So I hope y'all did too, listening. And we will catch you. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you on our next episode. Yes. Awesome. Bye. Take care. Bye.